Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. There's no such thing as overanalyzing or reading too much into your favorite Bravo shows and Bravo celebrities here. So join me, Bravo and Botox, as I find the depth amongst the shallow. Welcome to a very special episode of the Bravo Papers, Bravo Weekly News. The reason it's a special episode is because this weekend was BravoCon. So if you, for some reason, were completely unplugged, you may not have heard all the updates. Even if you were plugged in, though, you didn't hear everything like me. Okay, I have been on it. I mean, okay. I didn't go to BravoCon, but I feel like I went. And that's because I consumed like every single piece of content possible. I mean, if you follow me on Instagram at Bravo and Botox, you would have seen my excessive amount of stories. I'm pretty sure I was posting more than even the limit. Um, Please keep in mind that I did save them all to my story highlights. So if you were busy on the weekend, you missed anything, every single interview, video, panel, exciting moment, tea, whatever, trust me, it is in my highlights. I missed nothing. If I didn't share something, it was only because it was something really boring that no one would care about. All right, have some faith in me for that. Um, (laughs) but you know, I didn't, I didn't go. However, it was really fun to watch it and take in all the content. So before we get into all the gossip, all the news, all the everything, um, I just want to remind you that I do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Bravo and Botox for $5 a month. You will get four extra podcasts a month, which is a pretty good deal, I think. Um, so far, you know, I've got more members than I thought, and I'm very flattered. And, you know, we're having a great time over on Patreon, so you should come join us. Um, today, oh, sorry, I forgot to put my phone on silent. Um, so today's Patreon episode, I'm going to be talking about why the quote-unquote new Kyle Richards is actually the old Kyle Richards. And I'm going to be talking about the discrepancies of Lindsay and Carl's breakup stories and what I think is probably the truth about what happened. Um, Plus some other more unfiltered thoughts about things from BravoCon. Okay, but for today on, you know, today's episode here, I'm still going to go over a lot of exciting stuff and I've got some of the kind of highlights and I'm going to give you my thoughts on them. So let's go in order by day. Okay, I think it's just easier that way. And, you know, we can kind of talk about what happened day one, day two, day three. I want to prelude this by saying that I don't think that this year's BravoCon was as good as last year if we're judging it based on drama, which I am. So, for example, last year, just a lot more stuff happened in terms of like, 
people getting into it, conflicts, stuff like that. I also think that last year was like COVID's over and you know what I mean? It was like a bunch of people, you know, released out of <laughs> their chains feeling free and like, oh my God, we haven't done this in a couple years. And it was just like exciting and, you know, to see everyone again. I think that Bravo Labs had like a really, you know, kind of almost like unleashed vibe. Whereas this year, I thought everything was a little bit more like people were on better behavior this year. Right? Like Joe Gorga was like, I don't know. He was subdued. <laughs> and I even thought like a lot of people who were usually maybe a little bit more outspoken were kind of subdued. And there was, I don't know. They're just, people were on their better behavior. I don't know. Maybe it was also because of like the whole reality reckoning thing. That could be it. Um, so yeah, it remains to be seen. Unless there were things bubbling under the surface that we don't know about, which could happen because Scandaval was going on right in front of our eyes last year and none of us knew about it. So there's that. So let's first talk about Vanderpump Rules. To me, Vanderpump Rules and the cast and everything going on with them was the most exciting thing about BravoCon in general. I would say that them, Beverly Hills, Potomac, and New Jersey. Those were the four that brought it. Um, I guess there was some Lindsay and Carl stuff too, so we'll give them a little um, you know, credit as well. But overall, yeah, Vanderpump Rules, I think because of what happened last year and seeing the cast together and the fans being confronted with Tom Sandoval and et cetera, et cetera. You know, I think that was really something that everybody was waiting for, looking towards, right? So we got like this little sneak clip um, for Vanderpump Rules, which by the way is premiering in January, which seems <laughs> like it seems so soon. I just feel like I'm still recovering from Scandaval in some ways, but listen, I'm ready. So bring it on. So we've got Vanderpump Rules starting in January and they showed the sneak peek, which had like a very dramatic um, musical version of the intro song, which I will have in my head for maybe the rest of 2023 because I saw the clip so many times on my feed. Um, it looks good. I got to give credit where credit's due. This cast is just phenomenal. They don't hold back, unlike other shows, which maybe we'll get into later. But they, it seems like they're really kind of showing us how they're going to function with the group dynamics and stuff like that. Um, you know, and it, you know, they started with like a little comic relief with James, like putting his foot in the sand and being like, this is Ariana's side. This is Tom's side. And that was funny. But then there was this clip and this is what everybody was talking about. There was this clip of Ariana saying, you tried to kill my dog and you'll be hearing from my lawyer. And Ariana is saying that to Tom Sandoval. So... I okay so now some people thought she was talking about Charlotte I don't think she's talking about Charlotte I think she's talking about her other dog um because they she had two 
there was Charlotte and another. So I think, I don't, I don't remember the other one's name. I'm sorry. But I think she's talking about the other one because he said tried. And we know that Charlotte died, obviously. Um, so, okay. So that was one thing. And I mean, I'm just like, I need to know more information. How does, like, I mean, I think Tom is, you know, narcissistic and generally not somebody who I think should be dating anyone seriously or anything like that. However, I, you know, I didn't think of him as like somebody who would try to hurt a living creature, like a sociopath or something. So I don't know, unless it's like, maybe the only thing I could think of is, uh, you know, a point of neglect. Like, did he do something that was neglectful or dangerous because he was being careless that could have then led to the dog being hurt or injured or whatever? Okay, so we're going to have to see that. Um, The other thing was kind of like the focus on the relationships, like how is Sheena going to be, you know, are Lala and Sheena going to be a little bit more forgiving towards Tom Sandoval? So there was that. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see. Um, you know, and there is some tea about Sheena and Tom Sandoval at BravoCon, so we'll get to that. But it seems like the trailer hinted at that, and then we kind of saw that almost like in action in real life at BravoCon. Okay, so um, Andy also was asked about Bethany's reality reckoning. He basically said like he basically his answer was like a very PR like kind of political answer he said he lives in the joy that these shows bring people and that it was a factually incorrect rehash okay um I would agree with him for most of it I mean I wouldn't say like every single thing in the article was a factually inaccurate rehash but we'll get into that later um you know, it. I do think it's kind of funny that he went with the joy thing and just like, it, I mean, not funny. It was smart because there was thousands of people there and they're all having a great time and everyone was like kind of happy and united. So he had that on his side. Right. So that kind of worked out. I mean, a part of me thinks that like the timing of this article is kind of was purposefully done you know with Bethany thinking that she was gonna like rock the world and maybe you know there would be this dark cloud hanging over BravoCon but I actually think it kind of did the opposite I think it made a lot of the housewives and the people you know all those who are not like I guess bitter ex-employees or people who are just like no longer really associated with Bravo you know, including the current housewives and the older cast members who still are on good terms and all that, you know, I think it just kind of unified them more because it seemed like a very, you know, there seemed just to be like a lot of camaraderie and joy from the cast, current and former who were there, you know, except for like the obvious stuff, people who hate each other, like, you know, Melissa and Teresa, whatever, but that's different. Okay, so let's get into the Vanderpump Rules panel because, okay, so Ariana got like a huge cheer, of course, and Sandoval got booed. Now, this might be an unpopular opinion. 
I don't like when people get booed at BravoCon, even if I really hate them. Let me explain why. Because I understand that these are real people who have done sometimes bad things. Um, so, but I feel like unless it's something like what Jen Shaw did or even like Erica Jane, I don't know if I think like booing is appropriate or if it's even useful. Like, I don't know. I just find it to be like a little meh. I just think it's a little rude. Like, even if I met Tom Sandoval in person, would I be like, oh my God, Tom, let's take a picture and like be fangirling? Absolutely not. But to be honest, what I actually would do is ignore him and just try to like not give him the time of day because what he really wants is attention. And the booing him is a form of attention. It's negative attention. But it also, not only does it give him attention and kind of make him even more of a star and give him more headlines, what it also does is it kind of proves him right. Because then he can fall back and say, oh, these fans are just like crazy obsessed losers. You know, it's not even their life. It's my life. Oh, all I did was cheat. Look at how they all overreact. Like, it's like he can just sort of dismiss the audience as like irrational and overly emotional without taking critiques seriously. Whereas if people didn't boo and just listened or just asked questions that were like, you know, hard hitting questions or questions that did speak to his ego, his flaws, etc. That would be to me like the more effective route to go. I also think that like I get they're getting paid and they're getting paid very nicely. Um, you know, but I also think like they're here at BravoCon, they're on the cast. Like I just think they're putting it all out there even when it is something that they did that was really bad. Uh, you know, as much as like Sandoval was forced to put it out there, it's still a hard thing to do. And no, I am not displaying any sympathy to him. I cannot stand him. I'm just saying that like, I don't think booing him or booing even Lisa Rinna last year was like, what does it do? I just don't think it does anything. I don't know. I just, it's not, it's, I wouldn't do it personally. Like there's a lot of Bravo celebrities who I cannot stand, but if I was there, would I boo them? Personally, I wouldn't. I'm not even judging people for booing them. I just think that overall, as a fan base, we should stop. Because it just makes us look crazy. <laughs> and it gives the villains more power in a lot of ways. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So on that panel, you know, Sandoval was a real jerk. And he was like, I don't know. He was just very much like it was like the same old like pity party, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, people were kind of coming to his defense a little bit like Lala came to his defense a bit, like saying he's really taken a beating in terms of like public opinion and so which she's not wrong about that. And that like, it, you know, it's hard for him, but he's here. He showed up, etc. which whatever. Fine. He gets some credit for showing up. But I mean, that being said, he again, he gets like a really good paycheck for this show and this show is his livelihood. So I can't give him too much credit for that. 
Um, because let's be honest, he needs the check. Um, <laughs> so that was one thing. However, she did kind of stand up for him. Lisa did too. Um, but you know, then after he goes on the red carpet and he made like a comment about Ariana sitting there with like a scowl on her face or something like that, which I was like, why do you have to do that? First of all, in Ariana's defense, she was extremely like smiley and happy, basically all of BravoCon, like every shot and picture I saw of her. The only time she wasn't was when she was directly being asked about Sandoval, which of course you're not going to be like same reason Kyle's not going to be all smiley and happy when she's talking about her and Mauricio being separated. Like that's okay. She's allowed. That's a sad thing. Um, or a thing that she has feelings about that are negative. So him saying that was like, I just found that very annoying. Because I just feel like he's again trying to paint her as like that like grumpy cat, like, you know, bitchy, miserable girl so that people will not take her side. And she did have that reputation for a long time. And I feel like since she's been out of the relationship with him, she's actually growing and changing and she seems a lot happier and more positive but it's almost like he doesn't want her to be that because that is not good for him so there's that um that being said i still don't think we should boo <laughs> just my opinion um so it seems like the sandwich shop is coming but they're you know basically katie and ariana said there's a lot of boring logistical stuff that's happening um, so that was it really for day one for Vanderpump Rules. Um, there was some stuff on day two, which I will get into. Um, let's talk about Summer House though. So first of all, Andrea is engaged. So congratulations, Andrea. Um, I just wish he was still on the show. I, I know he's engaged, but like, he was just so fun you know, good to look at, all that kind of stuff. But I guess he's moving on. Um, but he was there, you know, made people happy, all that kind of stuff. He's engaged, so that to Lexi, that was her name. So that's great. Um, things seemed like not as tense as I was expecting with Lindsay and Carl. Like just watching the footage of them on stage together, it was obviously like awkward as hell. And yes, a little tense, but like, I, I thought it would be worse almost, but however, they were not like openly going for each other or like bitching at each other. They were not like throwing shade and low blows. So it wasn't anything like that. It wasn't like how Vanderpump Rules are, which is again, why Vanderpump Rules are kind of the superior cast because they will do that. And let's be honest, that's what we're tuning in for. Um, but, you know, you could feel the tension, although Lindsay looked amazing and she also looked very happy. So I hope that they, you know, she's found some peace, despite the fact that this is still pretty fresh. Carl, on the other hand, he did not look good. I don't know what's going on. He looked, he just, he, like, I'm not trying to, like, comment on people's bodies and stuff, but he didn't look, like, healthy. I don't know. He just looked kind of like gaunt. I don't know how else to say it. Maybe he had a bad sleep. Maybe it was from traveling there and the time. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was just all the stress. Like, you know, he's had a lot of public criticism and stuff like that. And I think he's like less 
like he's not like a narcissist like Sandoval. Like I don't think it feeds him. I think it actually would like break him down. Even though what he's gotten is like nothing compared to Tom Sandoval, but Tom Sandoval's like a different type of creature. Right? So yeah, he didn't look well. That's what I'll say. He seemed he did seem sorry. I do think he genuinely, you know, wasn't like his goal from the beginning to like hurt Lindsay. On the other hand, I think maybe he knows the way he went about it. It wasn't the best for his image. Um, So he clarified on the red carpet that he did not have an affair or anything like that, because I guess that's a rumor that's been going around. Again, that doesn't mean it's not true, because you never know. And I don't put anything past the men of Bravo. I learned from Sandoval not to take anything they say at face value. Um, (laughs) So there's that. But he also said, basically, like he didn't, quote unquote, set it up with the cameras. So that's his story. His story is like, he was just basically, I don't know how to, venting. He was venting to someone on production which I guess they become friendly with people on production. And then that's how it ended up being filmed. Lindsay on the red carpet said that is a narrative that he's spinning and that she was not expecting to be, I don't know, dumped, I guess, on camera. So we're getting a little bit of a conflicting story. I'm going to go into more detail about that on my Patreon and talk about it for a little while and kind of discuss what I think really happened and which story is sort of closer, quote unquote, to the truth. But I actually think the truth is kind of in the middle a little bit here. Um, all right. So, oh, yes. The other th- last thing I need to say from day one is that Captain. Why did I forget his name? Captain Jason. I don't know why I was going to say Captain James, maybe because of James and Lala. But Captain Jason made it clear that he would like to hook up with Lala. And then him and Lala, like, kind of played that up all weekend. I don't know if they're really gonna do anything. I don't know. It's hard to tell with Lala, but it could just be, like, a PR thing. You know, she knew it would, like, blow up or whatever and get them attention. Either way, I'm here for it. I think they would be a fun couple, actually. (laughs) Um, Oh, the other thing, the last thing that people were talking about from day one was that Avery, Ramona's daughter, still came and set up her booth at BravoCon. So, I mean, I'm not like shocked at that because she had it all planned out and ready. So, however, I mean, it is a little awkward since Ramona was like disinvited. So there's that. Um, So day two. We learned a few new things from Andy. One thing was that, and this was probably my favorite thing that came from the whole weekend, he would love to reconcile with Nini. He didn't say it in those exact words, but he basically, I don't know, he implied it very strongly saying he's like an open person, he's open to like the conversations pretty much. And yeah, so that gave me hope for the future. And I hope, oh God, I would love for them to sit down. I don't need it on camera, whatever. They need to just do it off camera, have a conversation. Like we just, oh, it would be so good if we could get Nini back in some 
possibility, capacity, whatever. So that was an exciting thing. Um, There was also news that the new season of Southern Hospitality is going to be coming in December. Now, I don't watch that show. I watch like basically every Bravo show except that and like most of the below decks although even the below decks I do kind of watch because my husband watches them so I just kind of like pop in um should I watch it tell me what you all think on Instagram I don't know the preview looked kind of good for the second season I didn't want to watch it at first because my concern was that it was going to be too inauthentic like trying too hard to be what Vanderpump Rules was when it first started except the cast knew what they were getting into and knew it would be or would have more likely to be be sorry be more likely to be successful so they would be like acting and and like I heard a lot of stuff about people being hired who were like actors I don't know so I was just like a little bit like Meh. but that being said the second season does look good the preview looked really good so I don't know tell me what you all think and maybe I should give it a chance Uh, Another thing we learned was Corey and Sam are still together, which is surprising because if you're watching Winter House right now, which I am, I mean, Corey's already acting a fool and, you know, seems like he's, you know, he hasn't hooked up with anyone yet, but there's a preview where he's seen kissing Malia And on top of that, like, he's really not into defining his relationship, even though, like, I remember around that time on Instagram, like, him and her were all over it, and they seemed pretty official. So, I don't know. I've just heard so much about his gallivanting and cheating. It's kind of like, I'm I'm just surprised. Maybe it's, maybe there's a part of her that's, like, staying with him because of Bravo. I don't know. If anything, though, I think they should break up. Like, this would be my ideal situation. They break up. We never see Corey on the show again. But Sam could be could stay on Summer House. Because I think she has potential on Summer House as, like, a new single girl who could have new relationships. And, like, it would be kind of interesting to follow her dating life a little bit, especially since a lot of them are coupled up. But although I guess now they're not coupled up because Danielle broke up with her guy, Lindsay and Carl broke. So, okay, I take that back. Um, but whatever. I think she was still like a decent cast member who had a story to tell. Corey, I don't need on my screen. He's annoying. He just doesn't make sense in Bravo. Like I could see him in another reality TV show world. I just, in Bravo, he's just, I don't know. He's like sticks out. It's weird. He just doesn't fit in, in my opinion. Uh, like I see why he wasn't chosen for Southern Charm all those years ago. I'm glad he wasn't. Um, Okay, so another thing that we found out is that Sheena hung out with Sandoval the previous night. So basically, Ariana was on the red carpet and she was being interviewed and she said something about like it being weird that Sheena, you know, went to an after party. So I guess, you know, we're on day two now, right? So night one, there's some sort of like party going on or whatever. Everyone's having drinks or doing something and then things get kind of shut down and people headed up to an after party, which 
Ariana made it sound like it was at Sandoval's hotel room or something, but Sheena made it sound a little bit different. I feel like she kind of made it sound like it was like a rooftop or so. I don't know. I could be completely wrong about that. But anyways, basically James accused Lala of being the one who did that. And Lala was like, no, I was hanging out with Captain Jason. <laughs> so, but Lala told James off and was like, do not say that. Cause this was like on a panel in front of an audience. And Lala was like, do not accuse me of that in front of all these people. It made them think that I was going to hang out with on Sandoval's hotel room. She's like, when that is a complete lie. And he was like, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I was just asking. I was just asking as James does. Um, and then Ariana was like, no, I think that was Sheena. And she just sounded like kind of, I don't know, not impressed. So then Sheena got asked about it on later, uh, also on the red carpet. So Ariana expanded on it. Ariana expanded on it on the red carpet. And then Sheena did as well separately. And Sheena didn't know that Ariana had said that or seemed kind of like annoyed. And Sheena was like, well, yeah, I just like, I'm not going to turn down an after party. And it wasn't like just me and Sandoval. It was like a big group of people from like all over Bravo. And we were all hanging out and, you know, the restaurant or the bar, whatever, shut down. And we had to go somewhere and he was there. And, and then, and, you know, and she's like, excuses, 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 as Sheena does. And then she was like, um, she said that really the reason she wanted to go was to tell him off about some of the stuff that he'd said on the red carpet about, you know, Ariana having like stank face or whatever. I don't know. I, I struggle with Sheena. I always have. I love her for the show. I never want her to not be on the show because Sheena is one of the most self-involved, selfish people that I think has ever been on Bravo. A lot of people don't see it because now she's not good at hiding it. But I do. I just think that she only thinks about herself, what's comfortable with for her, what's best for her career, what she feels like doing in the moment. Like she's just she's also and then on another weird flip side, she's also a people pleaser. But she does. She always tries to please the wrong people. So I can just see Sheena doing this and really not even thinking that much about Ariana, which is kind of, I don't know, Sheena's just always been a shit friend. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. She's not a girl's girl. She's not a good friend. She's thinks about herself before she thinks about her friends. And she generally prioritizes her male friends over female ones and males in general, like, there's a part of me that's, like, Sheena's still stuck in that, like, early 2000s, like, pick me, internalized misogyny, I hate feminine, like, she's still in that. Like, when she was on the Sprinter van and said she would rather get ganged ba gang banged by all the guys, you know, than be in the van with the girls, like, Sheena's still in that mindset. Like, I feel like she hasn't grown from that, and the rest of the world has. And she's just, like, you know, she's a pick me girl. I don't think she can help it. That being said, you know, Sheena can't help being Sheena, which is what makes her a great reality star. So I can understand Ariana being annoyed. And I mean, Ariana and Sheena 
having a conflict, I'm here for it. There's a good storyline. <laughs> okay, so lots of Vanderpump Rule news, obviously. Um, another piece of news it, from day two was that the RHOP panel happened and it was exciting. Um, you know, they were talking, Robin was asked about like keeping the one stuff a secret, like his affair and having it behind the paywall. And she got booed, which again, not a fan of the booing. And I was one of the most vocal, you know, annoyed people in the Bravo content creator space. I had tons of Twitter roundups about it. I ranted about it on my stories I was not impressed. Like, I was so pissed that she did that. And I think myself and fans and other people and Andy had a right to be. Because, like, don't put it behind a paywall. It's just, like, when you're paid, like, half a million dollars or whatever to be on this show. Right? I gotta believe that she's getting almost half a mil. Now that I know that Raquel was making 319000 and that was before Scandaval, I'm just, whatever. Anyways. The point is that she did get booed. I still don't think she should have gotten booed because I do still think Robin like, no, she didn't share that, but she has shared a lot. Um, But, you know, she deserves some backlash, certainly, um, and she deserves people asking about it. That's fine. Um, You know, Karen also kind of threw some shade at her talking about the way that she's like, you know, not being open about things and the way that they're like trying to come for Candace's marriage and stuff. So it was very reflective of sort of what's to come on the season that just aired, actually, which, by the way, I watched the premiere and it was it was a very good start. So I'm excited for this season. Um, another couple little pieces of random news. Carl is going back to Loverboy um, because they have a non-alcoholic drink coming out. I hope that's what's best for him. Again, I wouldn't have thought twice about it if you told me about this a month ago, but after his breakup with Lindsay and just how bad he looked at BravoCon, I don't, I don't know if it's the best move. Um, what was the other thing? Oh yeah. Chanel Ion gave it to Tamara for talking crap about Uba. <laughs> so there was that. Chanel defending her cousin. So she was mad because, you know, Tamara was trying to say that, like, Uba was being, like, thirsty to try and get, you know, her place on the show for next season. And we know that Chanel is... Chanel is good at reading people. Chanel is good, kind of, quick on the spot on her feet. Okay? Oh, yeah, speaking of that, we also found out that Dubai is renewed and the new season is going to be coming out next year. And there's a new housewife who's being added as well. So I will get you more information on that as it comes. Okay. The one piece of really positive news too is that Gertie is cancer free, which is amazing. She said she has like her last radiation coming up. She's going to do like the radiation bell like she did with the chemo and... I'm just so happy for her, honestly. I do find watching her journey a little bit difficult. Um, yeah, I do find it a little difficult to watch. I just find it like triggers my anxiety, which, you know, that's not anyone's fault, but mine. But it's like, it's it's just very like real 
right? And sometimes, like, we get, we are able to, like, separate, we are able to, like, suspend reality a bit when we watch Bravo, but then when something like this happens and, like, watching her go through this, it's so real that it's, like, wow, like, it just gives you that feeling in your stomach, um, so it's really brave of her to share it, and I'm really glad she is, because even though it can be hard to watch and upsetting, like, the first thing I thought about was, like, when's my next mammogram appointment? So, you know, I hope that it does inspire people to be on top of that and to get themselves checked. Okay, um, let's see, what else do we have from day one, day two? Sorry, did I forget anything else? Oh, yes, Lisa... Uh, Hochstein. Is it Hochstein or Hochstein? I've heard people say both. I think it's Hochstein. I'm just, now I'm going to a third option, Hochstein. I'm all over the place. Um, she basically, Lisa said that if she could remove Lenny's mother, or sorry, if Lenny's mother could remove Lisa from her kids' lives and be the new mom, she would. Wow. That's a big statement. Like, she is saying that Lenny's mom would be okay with her not being in her own children's lives. That's like a new level of psychotic. I kind of believe it though. Because if you go back to the old Miami seasons, Lenny's mom was never like, (laughs) she just, she was never a fan of Lisa and she was mean. She was mean to Lisa, really. Okay, so let's go to day three highlights. To me, day three brought the most drama Aside from the Vanderpump Rules stuff, um, I was kind of like, on day two, I was a little bit like, yeah, this BravoCon was sort of lackluster, but then a lot of stuff happened on day three. So we did get some good stuff here. First of all, Kyle was on, Kyle Richards was on the red carpet and accidentally dropped the D word, divorce. So she was describing her in Mo's separation and she actually said, you know, going through my divorce... She says it like really quickly, but of course we caught it because everyone Bravo fans are just catch everything. Um, So yeah, that doesn't look good. And she also was on a panel talking about her relationship status and she burst into tears, which it was sad. Like I, I'm not a huge Kyle Richards fan. I don't like hate Kyle Richards. People think I, I feel like some people think I do for some reason because I'll like make fun of her in Twitter roundups. But I don't know. There's a lot of people who can't take a joke or they think that if you make a joke about someone that, you know, critiques that person at all, then you must like hate them and like want them off the show. And that's not the world I live in. Like I live in a world where I can have favorites or Bravo celebrities who I prefer and ones who I don't prefer. But the ones I don't prefer, I can still want them on the show. Like Sheena. I've never been a Sheena fan. Do I want her off the show? Absolutely not. I don't want Kyle off the show either. I want to see this journey with this divorce. That being said, she drives me crazy. (laughs) Once in a while, I do want them off the show if I think they are actually bringing the show down or making it less enjoyable or entertaining. So it just depends on the situation. Um, so anyways, sorry, that was a side rant. But so Kyle's crying. I I did feel really bad for her because, you know, this is a tough situation. Like she's been this family unit with her husband and her daughters for so long. Like it can't be easy. And like everyone's watching. Like I get it. It's, I mean, it, that's very hard. Um, she cried discussing this. And also 
I don't, that just the way she reacted makes me think it's really over. Like, I almost think a part of me maybe thinks maybe she separated thinking that, like, he would step up to save things. But now it's like she's seeing that, like, he's not really stepping up. And on top of that, he's like holding hands with his Dancing with the Stars person. So she's just kind of like, screw this. It's really over. And I feel like that reality is maybe hitting her a little bit, which is maybe why she was so emotional at BravoCon. Especially because there were new pictures that surfaced this weekend of Mauricio again with his Dancing with the Stars partner, like hanging out late at night, like paparazzi, and they were not set up ones. So there's that. Um, so Kel- so Kelly, Kyle and Garcelle also, by the way, had a little bit of a spicy interaction when they were on the Bravo panel because basically they kind of got into it about the way in which all the drama was brought up the drama with Mauricio. So Garcelle was kind of like, well, we're on a reality show. Like we're supposed to show our lives, like basically implying that like Kyle doesn't do that until recently. And also implying that like you get so upset when we just ask a question, like we should be able to ask questions. And Kyle was like, well, I didn't feel that you asked with compassion. So Kyle felt like the questions were asked with sort of like, malice or like an intent to just hurt as opposed to compassion which to be honest I can see both sides in one sense Kyle has been playing the shit stirrer for like 12 years asking questions stirring trouble keeping the attention off her marriage putting it onto other people you know and 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 or or helping protect those who are in her little circle from having to share their real stuff so I can understand why Garcelle or people who are kind of on the outer circle are like, screw you, it's your turn now. Right? However, on the other side, I can understand that Kyle might have been more receptive to questions if they did seem to come from a place of concern. Although that being said, I think she wouldn't have been receptive to them no matter what, if we're being real. So they had a bit of a spicy alteration. And then Kyle later said that she's taking a break from her friendship with Sutton. Because she didn't like the way that Sutton approached her marriage situation this season. Then when Sutton was told that on the red carpet by a reporter, because this was news to Sutton, because this was something Kyle said after the panel, Sutton was like, what? And Crystal and Garcelle were like, what? So they were all, yeah, they were not expecting that. Um, so yeah, I think there's going to be a little tension on this task. A uh, ta- task on this cast, and I am looking forward to the reunion because all of this is <laughs> bubbling up. And obviously, they filmed the season, but they have not filmed the reunion, so that'll be interesting. Um, so another thing that we found out on day two was that, um, bet it all on blonde, which is Erica's like spinoff Vegas show thing, is going to be airing on Bravo. Who asked for this? Like. And why? I just, I can't. Like, I don't want this. I have a feeling that most of you listening also don't want this. I don't understand why Bravo is rewarding Erica. Like, I understand that she stayed on the show and took a beating from the audience and social media, etc., 
and did to a degree share what was going on. I mean, I would argue that she shared mostly lies and tried her best to cover it. But at the same time, it's like she did something pretty bad. And like, I don't know if they made like a part of me is like, did they make it? Did she make a deal with them? Like, I'll stay on the show and keep sharing if you give me like a comeback story later. Like, is that a thing? But then I'm like, why would they fall for that? Because she was never going to leave the show. She needs the money like desperately. And she really had no other way of making income. Besides maybe like selling off assets, which even that she was, you know, halted from doing. So I'm just, I'm very confused by this. I hope no one watches it. It gets abysmal ratings so that they don't try to do this again. Like they need to just stop trying to make Erica happen. Erica is good as a villain. So let's leave her as a villain. But giving her like a redemption spinoff where she's like, you know, acting like she never did anything wrong and she's been redeemed and she's coming back from it all like that. That's just the wrong angle to take. Like if she's going to have a spinoff, it should be like a tell all where she finally, you know, tells some of the truth about shit. But that's not going to happen, at least not in the next like 20 years. So another thing that we found out was that Roni Legacy is airing December 14th. So despite the Ramona racism controversies and the fact that she was, you know, kicked out of BravoCon, etc., Ramona, basically Andy's stance is, well, we already filmed it, so we're going to air it. And, you know, the trailer looked good. And it mostly looked good not because of Ramona. It mostly looked good because of Luann and Dorinda. So I'm here for that. Um, so we will see that in December and apparently Kelly Ben Simone, our wild card, confessed that Bethany tried to get her on her podcast, which Kelly declined. Like, is Bethany that delusional? I don't think Kelly maybe dislikes anybody else more than Bethany in the Bravo sphere. They did not end on good terms and they just, <laughs> Kelly just does not think highly of Bethany. And I think she just does not understand Bethany. I just, yeah, I don't know what Bethany thought she was going to do. Like, did she think she, I actually, I do know what she, she thought she was going to get Kelly to come on, talk about her quote unquote mental breakdown and how it was the filming of the show show's fault. They made her go on that vacation, even though she was uncomfortable. She was having a nervous breakdown and no one cared and they didn't support her. And, you know, it was like the cast, like Bethany and other people that had to like advocate for her. That's what she was hoping for. But Kelly's not going to do that because Kelly, you know, I mean, Kelly's not like the brightest, but I think she can at least see Bethany's intentions for sure. <laughs> Um, another thing that we saw was that apparently Shep and Bryn hung out a bit, which that couple doesn't make sense to me. I guess if they just want to like have a hookup, but like, I thought Bryn was like looking for a serious relationship and I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. However, it turns out that 
Gigi from Shaws of Sunset, she said on a panel that her and Shep have been texting and talking and that they've hung out or that maybe I think she even said he went to L.A. or something. A lot of people are like, what a weird coupling. Oh, Gigi will eat him for lunch and da da da. I actually think it makes sense. She has said that she wants like basically an open relationship. She wants to be with a guy who's okay with uh, with no monogamy and with her being with others. And she'd be okay with that for him. And like, she's not looking for that and neither is he. And I don't know if he ever will. Like, I actually think that could work. Now, that being said, you need more in common than just that. <laughs> but if they're looking for it to just be like, a long-term yet casual relationship, then maybe it doesn't matter if they don't have anything else in common. I don't know. I, I could see it. I just could see it. I don't know why. I don't know. I could be totally off. But anyways, um, Olivia, Austin, and Taylor got onto it, into it on the Southern Charm panel a little bit, just about like the lies. And Olivia kind of gave it to Austin about how he was like trying to convince Taylor not to say anything. <sighs> Taylor sort of Taylor kind of tried to like make light of things and joke but it just failed miserably and it was awkward so there was that and then the other big thing that happened on day three was New Jersey so as we know you know the panels were split for New Jersey and it seems like Melissa and Teresa are just kind of like good with being split and yeah so on these separate panels, they're both asked about it. And there was this one really rude fan who, during Teresa's panel, and I don't care if you hate Teresa or if you hate Melissa or whose side you're on. I just kind of hate when people, like, ask these type of, like, rude questions. Like, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm so conflict adverse in real life. Like, I actually hate conflict in real life, which is why I probably love it on TV. Um, <laughs> and then when I see it at, like, BravoCon on a panel, it, like, makes me so uncomfortable. Um, so maybe that's my own thing. But, you know, that being said, there was this person who was, like, said something to Jennifer Aiden that was basically, like, do you ever get tired of, like, being so far up Teresa's ass? It was something like that. It was just, like, I understand, like, I'm okay with people asking shady questions if they have a purpose. Like, a purpose or they're going to give us some sort of new or good information. But if they're just to, like, piss the person off or try to, like, give yourself a moment, then I'm a little bit like, okay, what's the point of that? Like, it's just stupid. Like, Jennifer Aiden is not going to be like, Yes, I do sometimes get tired of being up Teresa's. Like, that's never going to happen. She's just going to say, no, we're actually friends. It's also kind of annoying because, like, no one ever asked that with, like, Melissa and Marge. Or even Jackie. Like, I know Jackie's, like, switch sides, quote unquote. But Jackie was, like, so, so like, Melissa's little, like, lapdog for years. And no one ever asked that question. Everyone's like, no, they're just genuinely friends. But it's like, whenever Teresa has a friend, people are like, She's a lapdog. It's like, okay, why are some friends lapdogs and other friends aren't? I don't know. I just, I feel like people just call friends lapdogs if it's a housewife that they don't like. Like, I don't like Melissa, 
but I never thought that Jackie was like her follower. Like I really thought they had a genuine friendship, even though I'm not a fan of Melissa. And yeah, Jackie stood up for Melissa a lot, but I think Jennifer stands up for Teresa because I think they really like each other. To me, their friendship makes complete sense. They're very similar people. They have very similar values. They look at the world in a very similar way. They look at marriage and relationships and they like tradition. Like, to me, their friendship makes complete logical sense. And to me, like, Melissa and Jackie's friendship actually made a lot of sense to me. Because they're both, like, more modern in the way that they look at things. You know, I think that in some ways, like... They're a little bit more, like, flexible when it comes to, like, certain values and beliefs, whereas, like, Jen and Teresa are a little bit more, like, stubborn or steadfast in their ways. Like, all these friendships made sense to me, so I don't know why people are so obsessed with this, like, up-your-ass thing. I don't know. I just think it's stupid. So, anyways, Jen and Teresa, mostly Jen, (laughs) Jen was pissed, and she was, like, you know, kind of, like, yelled back at the fan and, like, was like, you don't understand what real friendship is. And it was like a full on like reunion moment. So there was. And another thing with Jersey is that people were like asking Jackie a lot of questions about her switching panels and stuff like that. Basically, the answer to the question was that um, Danielle and Jen are not getting along. So that was one of the reasons. So Danielle had to move to the other panel. However, the other thing that Jackie said was that she did get to know Teresa on her own without listening to everything that other people said and that it just their friendship just happened organically. She says we will see it on the season and we'll see how organic the friendship was. And she said like she nothing really happened with her and Melissa per se, but that Melissa just didn't like that her and Teresa were becoming closer. So that seems to be the basic tea. But Jackie says, Jackie kind of maintains that she's not on a side or that she's not like taking sides. Um, So I guess we'll see next season. And Melissa and Marge just kind of said like they didn't understand why Jackie said they weren't as close. She wasn't as close with them anymore. They feel like it came out of nowhere, etc. Again, I feel like something happened or at least maybe something I don't know maybe like listen the only thing I can think of that makes sense to me is that Jackie kind of realized that Joe Gorga and Marge kind of played a much bigger role in the Evan affair thing than she initially thought and that just made her distance herself maybe a bit from them and maybe realize that like she should just maybe get to know people on the cast for herself because just like being friends with just Melissa and taking everything from Melissa Marge etc at face value it's not working out that well for her right it got her kind of reduced to a friend of role (laughs) and I don't know I don't know I think she's making moves I kind of respect it in the sense that like I think she's looking out more for herself than she is for anyone else. And even if that means like maybe unearthing some stuff and, you know, switching sides, etc. You know, even if it's kind of like 
a dirty thing to do. I think it adds like some excitement, but we shall see. I'll be interested to see how the friendship dynamics change. Like knowing that they change to me isn't that important. It's seeing how they change through the season. So I do hope we get to see that. Um, like I was fine with Jackie never being on the show again. Um, but if, if we're going to see some interesting dynamic shifts, then I could go for it. Otherwise, maybe she should just move along. I don't know. I guess we'll see. So that is all my news from BravoCon. I'm going to be doing a separate, uh, bonus episode for the Vanity Fair article. If people are still interested in that. Um, I just have been very busy, uh, specifically with BravoCon content all weekend, (laughs) like took over my life. So there's that and I need a little bit more time, but I'm going to try to have it out or I am going to have it out this week as a bonus episode where I just talk about the Vanity Fair article because yes, I do have thoughts and I have a lot of them. (laughs) And, um, it was, the article was maddening to say the least. So for more, or if you want to see like the clips and the interviews and the actual interactions that went on that I've been talking about in this episode, go to my Instagram at Bravo and Botox and check out the highlights so that you can see, you know, the actual interactions and clips and interviews and stuff, because literally everything that you could possibly need is all there. And I will also be doing a BravoCon Twitter roundup coming later today. So stay tuned for that. All right, everyone. So you are now in the know for everything Bravo. See you next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend or a hundred friends, whatever you want. You can follow me on Instagram at the Bravo Papers or for my Twitter roundups, follow at Bravo and Botox. If you'd like to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash Bravo and Botox for some much needed caffeine support. And until next time, keep overanalyzing Bravo.